Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Sorry for the brief intermission there that we had last week. A very busy time, but um, back at it now and uh, grateful to have you here with us. I want to read to you today from a book of Psalms, uh, number 119. I'm going to read verse 5 and 6. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. For us as believers, this is really the number one priority of our life. You know, God does so much for us. God sends his only son, Jesus. You can spend time meditating on the gospel and just how how awesome it is, how good God is to us, how, how he sent his son, Jesus, and paid the penalty for our sin. You know, you talk about what Jesus, uh, what what happened to Jesus on the cross. You talk about the pain that he suffered when he was whipped and the different things, the crown of thorns. And then that was paid. And so you have this amazing picture of love of, of God the Father expressing and proving his love to us as believers and sending Jesus. And, and then not only sending Jesus uh, uh, to live and show us, uh, give us the right teaching, but then to die for us, to pay the penalty of sin. The number one enemy of this world is sin and death. And Jesus took them both on for us. You know, it was our battle. It wasn't his. This was our battle. Sin was our enemy. And he came down and fought our enemy for us and beat our enemy for us. And then he died and he rose again. But then there's our response to the gospel. And so the Bible says here, oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. You know, for us as believers, this is really our, our number one priority. It's, it's to direct our ways to keep his statutes. It's to look in the law of the Lord and adjust our life accordingly. You know, we go through life. And this is really the struggle for many people is they, they semi-direct their ways to follow the Lord. And then in, t- and then in certain places, they, they don't. There's areas of their life where they want to do it their own way. And so the Bible says here that we're to direct our ways to keep his statutes, to keep his law. And so what God gives us for that, one of the things God gives us obviously is uh, the word. You know, the, the main thing is the word of God. There's times to be led by the Spirit of God where there's things where we go into situations, the Lord will lead us to do different things, and the Lord gives us a conscience to, to, to guide us. But then there's clear things in the Word, and your conscience should line up with the Word, but there's, you can actually sear your conscience. So your conscience is a God-given thing. It's like the law that's installed in the heart of man, right? So even people who don't know the Bible, who haven't read the Ten Commandments, that law is instilled in their hearts. People know world over, murder is bad, rape is bad. There's like things that people know. And so you look in the word and, and the conscience will guide you to do what the word says to do. But if you don't need to check your conscience, what's clearly defined in the word, the Bible says, the Bible says that you, uh, uh, to not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, and so if you're starting to date and there's somebody who's not a believer, you don't need to check your conscience. Well, I don't have a check in my spirit about it. That's You don't need a check in your spirit. You need to read the Bible and obey the Bible. Thou shalt not steal. Well, I didn't have a check in my spirit about it. It was just some office supplies. From, you, you don't have to have a, che- a check in your spirit. The fact that you don't have a check in your spirit is a problem, but you but you need to obey the Bible. There's clearly defined things that the Bible says. So we direct our... We direct our uh, our paths. We direct our paths to follow His word, and this is really our priority. And then I want to read to you from Titus, the book of Titus, chapter two. I'm going to read verse. Uh, I'm going to read verse nine and ten. And it says, 
Tell bondservants to be submissive to their masters, to be pleasing and give satisfaction in every way. Warn them not to talk back or contradict, nor to steal by taking things of small value, but to prove themselves truly loyal and entirely reliable and faithful throughout, so that in everything they be an they may be an ornament and do credit to the teaching which is from and about God our Savior. The King James says that their lives may adorn the truth of the gospel. Your life should be an ornament that hangs on the, uh, that hangs on the, the, the gospel that, that can actually show the goodness of God and can show the, the, to measure up to the standard of the word of God. And so this goes into every area. It goes into uh, who you spend time with. You know, who you spend time with matters. There's people who get around, they get around people, whether it's of the opposite sex or not, but they get around people and they're, and they're not a good influence. And so you have to begin to ask yourself, are these people leading me towards the things of God or do they lead me away from it? Because people overestimate themselves. And this is what I see is people overestimate the way people overestimate themselves and how they, uh, and, and, and their spirituality. And so there's people who, uh, think that they're stronger spiritually than they are. And then they think, oh, it's okay. I'm being a witness, but they don't witness it's like the momentum is not towards the things of God. You know, if, if there's someone who's like in a tough time, is going through a tough time in their life and they're coming to you and they're not really a believer and they're saying, man, I need help and please help me. And they're open to the things of God. It's one thing. But when you start getting around people and sometimes it's old friends and different things, but you get around people and they're not there to change, they're, they're, not, they're only going to pull you away. You're not pulling them closer. I'm going to let my light shine. No, I mean, you, if, the, if they're not open to receive it, it's not going to work. You hanging out with them and going and doing what they do is only going to hurt you. And it's going to make it that your life won't adorn the gospel, that your, your life won't represent the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so in all areas, we begin to look at our lives and we begin to say, what is, how can I make it that my life adorns the gospel? You know, you're representing Jesus. The Bible says in everything you do, do with all your mart as, as the Lord. And there's another scripture that says, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So your life and and what you do on a daily basis is to represent the ministry. Excuse me, not the not the ministry, the gospel. To represent the gospel. And then for some ministers it's to represent yeah, what God's called you to do. He's given you this this ministry. And so your life should be an example. You know, I say this often, but for people who are ministers and future ministers, you, your number one job should be to live a life that people can follow. That's a life of discipline. That's a life of purity. It's possible. Don't let anyone lie to you and tell you it's not possible to live a pure life. It's possible to live a pure life. It's possible to shut the door to temptation. It's possible. You know, I was talking to someone the other day and he was saying, man, I have these thoughts. And sometimes, you know, I'm trying to press in for the things of God, but I have these thoughts of uh, hatred towards God and, and I don't know where they come from. And, and, and the more I press into the things of God, the more I have them. And then I just said, what door do you have open? Do you have a door open to sin? And, and, you know, he like kind of hung his head and he said, yes, it's, you know, it's been um, lust and I just haven't been able to beat it. And I said, well, sin hardens your heart towards the Lord. That's what sin does. You're like trying to serve the Lord, but the more you sin, it actually makes your heart grow cold. That's what sin does for the believer. It makes your heart grow cold towards God. And so you're, you're, you, you need to take a and the Holy Ghost will help you. He'll show you. But you take an inventory of your life and you begin to say, okay, where, where is the, where's the area where I need to adjust? What am I doing with my time? And there's things that seem 
harmless at first, but if they're leading you away from the things of God, if they're, they're detracting from your spiritual strength, then, then, then ultimately it needs to be something that can adjust. You know, our lives adjust around the gospel. The rest of that verse that I read there says, um, in Psalm, it says, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes, then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. The, the benefit of blamelessness, of, God, of godliness, is confidence towards God. That when you go to ask something in prayer, that you have confidence knowing that your life adorns the gospel. Lord, as, as much as within me, I serve you with my whole heart, Lord, that all of my life belongs to you. Lord, there's no area that's hidden from you. Father, as much as I know how to, all my ways are directed to obey your statutes. Lord, I'm living a blameless life before you. And it gives you confidence before God. It gives you confidence in worship. There's, you know, it's, it's, there's <laughs> not very many things worse than being, being a Christian and loving the Lord and then being in and out, sinning, sin, 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 repent, sin, repent, because you end up in a place where there's no confidence towards God. It's like, it's like, it's like a vegetarian who's, who's eating meat on the side. You're, you're always going to have a guilty conscience about it. You're like going to these meeting meetups and about being a vegetarian or a vegan. And you're trying to like hang out with the, those, that crowd. And then you're, you know, having beef jerky on the way home. It's it, your conscience is going to get to you. Is that a good analogy? I think it's not bad. Your conscience is going to bug you about it. And so you, you, God wants to give you confidence that when you start to just arrange your life, and you know, I talk to people who've struggled with, and a lot of times it's it's young guys struggling with lust, and and you have to be radical about it. You have to get rid of your smartphone if it's what you have to do. You have to you have to uh, no internet after a certain time of night. There's things, and we've had podcasts about that. Um, but there's things that you do so that you can have confidence towards God, that you can stand before the Lord and say, Lord, as much as in my heart I'm serving you with all my heart, I'm living a blameless life before you, and I'm not turning away. This is the this is the path that I've chosen and this is this is what I'm going to choose from now until you come back is to serve you wholeheartedly. And then for all of us as believers, I just want to end on this note here. Uh, to make a habit of of thanksgiving to God for your salvation. Colossians 1:13 now says now thanks be unto uh, says who has delivered us God has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Man, on a daily basis, just beginning to uh, just beginning to uh, get grateful for salvation. Father, I want to thank you for your goodness that you saved me, that you didn't leave me in my sin, Lord, that you rescued me. Lord, I would have sh- I could have been dead by now, shouldn't have been here by now, but thank you, Lord, you brought me out. Thank you, Lord, you saved me. Thank you, forgave me. You washed me in your blood. I'm not a sinner anymore, Lord. I've been saved by grace. I want to say thank you, Lord. I bless you and I honor you, Lord. I glorify your name. You're so awesome, Lord. Great and greatly to be praised. You know, you start doing that, and 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 there'll be a joy that'll rise up in your heart. There'll be there'll be a there'll be a, an excitement for the things of God. So start with praise. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. If this podcast has helped you, uh, please share it, and we'll see you on the next podcast. <laughs>